You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you win the game. You have to win. You, this, you're taking us all the way back full circle to Ryan Sofield need to be Penn State. I you, love it. You have to win the big game games you can't just play in them you have to win them and I mean I go back to most of Ryan's big games minus the Calvin Austin uh, miracle State and UCF yeah, that miracle you know grabbing the ball off the turf and running it down for a touchdown you beat Mississippi State and everybody thought man we're off to a good start here and it turned out to be sort of fool's gold a little bit so I think it would be good for the players to see a packed AutoZone Liberty Bowl the thing about it is it's the, the sad thing for Memphis fans who have been trying to get into a Power Five, is it's a it's it's a look at what you haven't been able to get to because you'd probably be playing Iowa State or one of these Big Twelve teams. Yeah, it, uh, in seventeen, it was the same thing. SEC didn't have enough teams to fill its contractual obligations, so they invited the Tigers, uh, obviously, and uh, had a packed house yep. uh, and a good game. Again, it was twenty one twenty. That was Norvell in two thousand seventeen, and. Uh, I do. I mean, it, you know, as frustrated as I was coming off that loss and coming in here yesterday talking about, man, where, where's the program going to be under Ryan Silverfield over these next couple of years? You know, I, 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 I will. I'll, I'll say this. If you could get to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl and have a good showing or and maybe it is important to win it, Brad, in terms of real excitement and people are getting, you know, something, as, as we said all day yesterday, the Kiefer, something you could hang your hat on mm-hmm. uh, uh, about this program under Ryan Silverfield. Is that an opportunity to change how some people feel? Is that an opportunity to get more buy-in? Again, we've, we've stressed why, why this is critical is because you're trying to go into a newly renovated stadium, and then we get the news today mm-hmm. that they're even closer to that plan, making it more imperative that you've got excitement, that you are a true conference uh, uh, championship contender. Forget, forget contender, uh, because I heard a little bit of this yesterday. Like, once SMU is gone, and and I and and I'll say that because right now SMU is given thirty six thousand dollars per player, or whatever else. And right now, from an NIL standpoint, they can do more than you. Once they are gone, there is nothing in this conference. I don't care if it's Tulane, UTSA, that you should not be better than. So the point should be getting to that, and that's what this year, quite frankly, yeah. was supposed to be about. But if you could again get to a point where you're in the AutoZone uh, Liberty Bowl and you're ending a, 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 a fifth season in program history with a tenth win that feels meaningful then maybe that's Ryan Silverfield's way to getting more enthusiasm, more excitement, more buy-in uh, behind him going into uh, into next season. Because let's be real, Brad, he's won too many games for Memphis to say, you know what, we're moving off of you. Um, and Ryan Silverfield ain't stepping down mm-hmm. uh, because of what that, what that contract's got in it. Um, so you are really at a point where if you're Laird Veach, you're probably just asking yourself the question, can I go? 
uh, into another year and not offer Ryan, say, hey, look, you got to win a conference or you got to at least get to a conference game and not give him uh, uh, the security that at least on paper would be a contract extension, what Ryan Silverfield could then show recruits and mm-hmm. say, look, I don't have any uh, a job uncertainty. Is that a, a way you could really go? Or do you give him a two-year extension that's got some protections in it and allows you to move? He's got that question in front of him, and I think I just wonder if it's, if it's easier answered um, if he – if Ryan yeah. could actually pull off something like winning an AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I think if you win it, you totally change a lot of perceptions, especially because you're in your own house and you got a full house, presumably, against an Iowa State or a Big 12 opponent. But I think the contract, if they give him an extension, will be like what you said. It'll be a two-year, and it'll probably be incentive-laden. In other words, win the conference, you get an extra $250,000. When he won eight games, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I think we got there. I mean that's to, that's to where you're good, gonna, you're but, gonna you give know, him that kind win, of contract. Win the conference, two hundred fifty thousand or a half million dollars. You know, you're, you're not you're not you're not ripping up the old contract and giving him a a, a brand new one with a with a big right. hefty raise because I don't think you can based on you know what they did what they've left on the table this season. But um, I just it it feels like I would use the word stuck, um, but others you know it feels like there are more years of Ryan Silverfield as the head football coach of this team of this uh, program coming. And so, and a, a possible opportunity window opening up to where you could get some of that excitement. Yeah, get an appearance well, in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl seems like something I, I would imagine he's uh, pulling for desperately over. Well, there. and I'm channeling John. That here. might do it. It might help. It, I, it would certainly help. Let me things. channel John though, because I think all the the enthusiasm is tempered by the fact that, and you pointed this out during you know setting this up. The conference is going to suck because you're probably going to be UTSA and Tulane without. It'll probably be UTSA without Jeff Trailer. It'll probably be Tulane possibly without Willie Fritz at some point without a quarterback. I mean, so the conference is already going to be light SMU. So the conference is going to get worse. You should be getting better. You've you've got a setup here now with the facilities and stuff that you're supposed to be the best in the conference. So it's it's I don't think it's too much to ask. People like they ride me every time I mention the coach. When you get paid that kind of dough and you're set up to win in this conference, I don't think it's – and you really put it in yesterday, I thought, and you, you said it correctly. Um, the, we shouldn't lower the bar on this team and consistent – I even listened to Gabe yesterday afternoon, and all due respect to Gabe, it just feels like we keep lowering the bar even further just to make ourselves feel good about where we're at. And I, I don't – we're going to be going into this wonderful new stadium. Why can't we talk about the product the same friggin' way? I just don't understand it. I, 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 it's funny. You meant, I was listening to Gabe yesterday because I really wanted to know what his take on it was and whether or not he was feeling as frustrated by what's transpired as I was. He yesterday. was clearly and, not. And Gabe has been and, – and, and Gabe, you know, a, a viewpoint very important, it feels like to me, because Gabe, again, was part of the most successful run at for that. For, exactly. And so – you know, is he looking at it as expectations should be raised? Look at right. what we did, or as this is okay, sort of as John said, this is enough. And and I, I'll be real honest with you, but I, I was surprised. I was, I was surprised. Um, you know, I, I, again, I can't. I, I don't have it word for word, but but uh, from, from what I heard, it was listen. Memphis, with its football history, and Gay pointed out, and correctly so, yeah. you, you've only done this four other times where you've won ten games. That's history, but it's important. You should be competing for a conference title, and I, and I think the words from him were every now and then. Right. I'm, but the I'm, conference is different now, though. It's th- just different. That's where I part ways with him because you have to, again, Brad, just like you said, look around at what's here now. That's right. There's nothing. Remember, you, you just mentioned, like with SMU leaving, 
Tulane, SMU, UTSA, and Memphis have pretty much separated themselves from the rest of the league. I, remember, those other three don't have any conference losses. You're the only one sitting there with two. Right. The four of you have separated yourself. Yep. When, when, when SMU because below leaves, you is Navy, who it, sucks. It's, Brad, it's garbage it underneath sucks. there. And what we know is that, again, and I'd use the, I'd go back to the, the Dan Mullen reference. When he's here in town and saying you've got facilities that match up with some power fives, That's right. I don't want to hear the excuses. Or, more importantly, this, hey, man, every other year or whatever else, yeah, maybe you're right. winning a conference title. You should be dominating this conference. Yeah. And there's reason to. We've seen it. If you had a college football playoff right now, Tulane would be the group of five team that's in there. You can be that. That's right. You can absolutely be that. The only thing standing between you and it is freaking Willie Fritz and Tulane. <laughs> You've got just as much or more investment than anything else. And so that's why, and, and, and here I go again, getting passionate oh, about it. It's but easy that's to why do. when I heard yesterday, I was surprised. I was because surprised. When I look around now, you got the best house in the league after SMU is gone. Yep. And so don't tell me about how little you've got in NIL or whatever else because you've got as much or enough to compete with it to be better than these other guys that are in this that's lowly conference. That, that's the, the bottom the, line. The product has and, to get better because you're going to be in the best facilities in the conference with the best stadium in the conference very soon. And if you didn't have the possibility of being the the best thing out of the group of five, and right now having a seat at the table, I think the discussion would be different. Yes. Then you're talking about you're kind of stuck. Nobody, you, you, nobody that you're playing the AAC, you know, excites you. And if, and if you don't have a spot in the big dance or whatever you want to call it, the new college football playoff, then it's hard to sell. Then you're you're selling a secondhand product. You can't win big. Right. But when you as for right now, if you've still got that opportunity in the college football playoffs, yes. and Brad, that may change. That may change. They may eventually push the little guy out. In fact, I think it's likely in yeah. future years that they do because you're going to want more SEC in there. You're going to want more power programs in yep. there. But right now, while that opportunity is there, it's the reason to be the best. It's in it, the AAC. Yeah. It's the reason to be the best thing outside the power structure because right now you still got to see at the table. If that wasn't there, Brad, if you've got no door, then I'm listening to, man, this is fun, just winning 10 games. Oh, what, what do you expect? They won 10 games. They, they, they could be in contention for a conference title next year. That's when that's okay. Yes. Because that's sec, that's secondary stuff. You but you I still have, have talked, an opportunity yeah. at a big goal for right now mm -hmm. while there's still that spot for the quote-unquote little guy in the college football playoff. And that's why I think it, the, the, the urgency level to get there should be higher. Yes. Especially when you base it on results you've seen this season with, yeah, you beat a lot of dogs close. But you didn't go out and beat anybody really good. And so, again, when, you, when you're talking about things like trajectory, how much faith do you have in it at what I feel like is a crucial, urgent time? And it just got more urgent and more real, Brad, because of Fred Smith and the, and, and the now likelihood that Memphis is going to have this brand-new $220 million, uh, brand-new renovated uh, building. You need a good product in there, but more importantly, with excitement and enthusiasm around the program. That's the first thing I thought of. It's sort of like the Raiders and they build Allegiant Stadium. You build Allegiant Stadium and you move to Las Vegas because you want the product to be better. For the Raiders. I yes. know the, the analogy. Yeah. And if the product sucks, what do you do? You blow it up, even if you don't have the money in the case of the Raiders. Like, at, at Memphis, you're competing in what's supposed to be the best sub-conference out of the, the P6, you know, outside of the Power Five. American is supposed to be better than the Mountain West. And then it's also supposed to be better than the Sun Belt. But you've got Liberty, who's undefeated. You're competing with Liberty, Air Force, UNLV, and then Tulane, who built a new stadium on campus, SMU's gone, and UTSA. UTSA could get bad quickly. If they lose trailer, they yep. could be bad, and so it's just well, you and all these other teams. I, I suppose there is a, a good argument to be made that this conference 
in, in its winner. And right now, you know, if if that's Tulane, you'd you'd be that representative. But that, you know, in terms of strength of conference, when SMU leaves next year, you are absolutely taking a step down. Right. So whether you'll still be the best is Army going to do that? And powers, I don't think so. Well, Army's my, not going to help. You need some of these others to step up, and, right. and it goes back to sort of what we've said in basketball about opportunities, right? But yeah. will you still be regarded as the best thing outside the Power Five? That spot still be the AACs mm-hmm. once SMU's gone? Because to your point, if Fritz leaves Tulane, Trailer leaves UTSA, then what you got? Then you just got Memphis and a bunch of new coaches and programs right. that haven't proved anything. And is that, is being the best of that, still the best thing outside the Power Five? So there, there there's a question of whether this yes. conference, you know, it, it's holding its ground right now. And a lot of that thanks in part to the season SMU's having. Yep. Once they're gone, there is a question of, if if being the best in this is yes. going to be good enough, or is you know at that point Mountain West or some other conference you know better than you that, that you know losing SMU doesn't help you there. Yep, you need folks to step up, and like we said, there's always that possibility that Fritz or Trailer gets hired by somebody else, and 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 then you're hurting even more. So it, gonna yeah. be gonna it, it, it's it's critical to be the best you right want, now to be you, set up to be the best in the conference. I'm very passionate about this. You want your coach to be the one that's getting poached. Or, or looked at to be poached. And I know that sounds counter, counterproductive, but, like, it's true. no it, one it, else would here, hire Ryan Silverfield. Here There's your true. problem right there. You want a coach that everybody's going, man, Jeff Trailer. I hope we can hold on to Jeff Trailer Or at Liberty, man, I hope we can ho- hang on to Jamie Chadwell. Or, man, I wish, you can, I wish we can keep Barry Odom in Las Vegas so we keep winning and we're 9-2 and two again next year. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fact. It's no, just no, a fact. No, I mean, that, I know we uh, – you know, we lamented losing Justin Fuente and Mike Norvell, but those were That's the best thing those, ever. Those were opportunities that they got based on success here. Right, you're yes. right. And so, even at Memphis, um, you know, it it will never be a, a, a end all be all job for any uh, any college football coach. It, and and you should sell that, Brad. Sell it. It can it's be an that opportunity. opportunity, especially when you've had the examples with Fuente and with Norvell getting major jobs from here. Right. And so that's why I go back. If if you if if you ain't Shining in that position and trying to be, you know, do what they did, then you're the, you, you got to be you're, awesome. You're selling yourself short. That's it. You're selling this program short uh, and everything else, and so and that wouldn't fly with Tiger basketball. I'm telling you right now, that wouldn't fly with Tiger. It didn't fly. That's why Tubby's no longer here. If if it were Tubby, you'd go, well, we got to get rid of Tubby. It's just not good enough. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. wasn't good enough. I almost feel like. The whole, yeah, this is good enough, is almost a slap in the face to, totally the, is. to the steps that you've taken, to the facilities that you've built over there, to, uh, to everything that you've poured in and to the, to the rise in recruiting rankings and all the work you've done to get it to this point, right? No, you don't, you don't do all that work to keep expectations low or just, hey, every other year we're competing for a conference That's title. Right. You do all that and you improve those facilities to a point where, you know, you're impressing the Dan Mullins of the world. You do all that so you can take the next step and Think, be dominant. Yes. And again, Look around the rest of the conference. Right. There, there ain't nobody else in this conference, especially when SMU's gone, that should be better than you. And that should be a year-to-year thing, Brad. And, and especially yes, right yes. now while, you've, while this American is still relatively highly regarded in terms of outside the Power 5 structure. Well, and it takes some reprogramming as a fan, in my opinion. You've got to think of yourself like you do the basketball team. You got to think about it in those, I, well, in that type of uh, of a headspace. I think some, and it, and it's easily defendable, and I get it. You you see the Cal years as an outlier that we'll never get back to, and if you look at the conference record and all that, it probably but won't be matched. And you say you can never get, and yet we still hold that basketball program up to a a national title or Sweet Sixteen right. deep run NCAA tournament expectation. It should be the the same thing here. 
don't don't look at those years with Fuente and Norvell as an outlier. Look at it as something you can get back to. It, it absolutely right. with your yes. with your resources and more important with what's around you. You should be at the top of the heap. And so you and I uh, seem to We're be on lockstep on, the on same this, page, and, and it but, feels like a little bit of an island. It just really does. Well, it is it, really odd. In the defense of the others, it's so easy to point to the no, nine or it. ten wins and say, yeah. I've, they've really accomplished something And it's hard here. to do. I but, get that, too. But it ain't the same eight, nine, or ten wins that it was years ago, guys. You look at, look at, look at them and tell me what the best one is. Arkansas State, Boise State. It just, yeah. again, you needed those wins against Tulane, against SMU particularly. Those were not juggernaut schools. You didn't get them. Um, but hopefully, again, to put sort of a bow on this, yeah. there's an opportunity for Ryan Silverfield, who looks like he's going to be coach of this program for at least uh, a couple of more years or so. Uh, there's an opportunity to maybe get some excitement built in if you can take care of business against Temple and get to what I think now would definitely be an ideal situation for Memphis yep. uh, being selected as a, as a participant in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. A lot got to happen. Uh, what happens with the SEC going to control that uh, might not be a possibility. We'll see. Uh, but all those schools were underdogs this week. I guess you should be pulling, uh, pulling for them that they yeah, lose. Yeah, it doesn't look good for South Carolina SEC or Mississippi have enough. State, though. Yeah, I mean, the SEC State's doesn't have lose. enough to fill it out. Uh, because I do. I do think that would be a good end-of-season note to a season right now that you just haven't had much to, uh, uh, to again, to fall back on, to say, okay, this is the sign – uh, that this thing's headed in the direction that we want to. So, anyway, we we got plenty more to do, uh, including at 125. We will talk to Trista Crick. Before we do that, real quick, I want to get to some NFL draft stuff. We only got seven more weeks of the uh, – seven more games or so of the season. And so, for us down there at the bottom, we're already looking at the drafts. I, I heard Jeff Calkins is looking at drafts now. So, it's starting to be that season, and we're seeing the mocks come out. Um, we'll talk about that and much more when we come back. you listen to Jason John, 92. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Not FM ESPN. 
Join us here in a few minutes. Uh, before she does, really quickly wanted to get to ESPN's got a breakdown, talking about how we're getting closer to draft season, seven more weeks before we know uh, what that top ten will look like. But ESPN's right in the sense that we kind of got a pretty good feel now as we hit Thanksgiving who the teams are going to be. The NFL teams uh, are going to be there at the top of the draft. And as it's mocked right now over to ESPN, which put together with a top ten of its selections for uh, the upcoming draft. Uh, as of right now, they've got the Bears, and we, we've talked about this. We figure Carolina is going to finish with the worst record in the NFL. You just look at the rest of the schedule. You look at the fact that Arizona's got Kyler Murray back. They've been competitive, already won one with him, uh, and they gave the Texans a run this weekend. Figure they're going to win more games. They've got Carolina with the one pick, which then would be transferred to the Bears uh, for that trade last year for DJ Moore, for Carolina to go up the one spot, take Bryce Young. And ESPN has got the Bears uh, after their debate indeed selecting Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of USC that John Martin's telling me not to tank because he not <laughs> to take because he paints his fingernails and yeah. he cries after uh, big football games. Here's what they write really quickly. Widely seen not only as the number one prospect in the class and also a generational but also a generational prospect. He's a franchise changer. Look at what CJ Stroud has done in his first season at Houston. Uh, Williams can be that and more for the Bears and I just don't see any way that Ryan Poles, uh, the general manager there who did not uh, have the uh, he didn't have the option of picking Justin Fields because he won the general manager then. That was actually the former general manager's pick. Is not going to go through another draft not taking a quarterback. Remember, he had the option last year take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. He didn't do it. Uh, right now, that move still looks good in the sense that you got D.J. Moore, uh, a stud number one from Carolina, and you're very likely, because you have Carolina's pick, going to get the number one pick this year. But I could also make a case you blew it. You should have taken C.J. Stroud, yeah. or you shouldn't. You know, uh, you can make the case for Bryce Young. He had that opportunity then. He's not going to pass up on it now. Moving on, because I do think it will ultimately end up being Caleb Williams for the Bears. He's got they've got the Giants right now, who did win against the Commanders this week. Uh, bad job tanking, no question about it. But they've got the Giants with the two pick. And they've got the Giants selecting, and I'm sure this would make Jeffrey Wright happy because he's mentioned it. They've got to get another quarterback. Drake May, the quarterback out of North Carolina, uh, they've got mocked right now to the Giants. That aforementioned Arizona team that's going to win more games uh, because of Kyler Murray, it's, it's my fear. They're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., according to ESPN, the uh, stood uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And I tell you what, if I'm my Bears, I, I love Caleb Williams. I would certainly consider, though, I would have to consider taking Marvin Williams, I mean, excuse me, Marvin Harrison Jr., number yeah, one, Ohio State. and keeping, yeah. him away from Ohio, uh, keeping him away from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then I would have an opportunity coming back with the five pick or whatever that's going to be with the Bears' own pick to then take a quarterback. Yeah. Maybe you don't get your guy, the number one guy, Caleb Williams, doing it that way, but you get a stud receiver to put opposite DJ Moore. And then, you know, whether it's the third quarterback down or whatever else, maybe Drake May drops a bit to number five. You know, you're not getting Caleb Williams, but you're getting a stud to go with some receiver. I would seriously consider that because I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is that much of a game changer. Uh, that said, I do see a good possibility where he's going to a team like Arizona that already has its now paid on extension quarterback in Kyler Murray and needs some weapons to put around him. Real quick, uh, filling out the top five, they've got, and I know this would make the Patriots uh, unhappy to end up with a four pick. Right now they've got just two wins, and I think they're hoping to be a little higher than this. They've got them taking um, Fashanu, the offensive tackle out of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a that's a Patriots franchise that needs a quarterback. We've seen that Mac Jones is not it, and so while I I, I respect team building and everything yeah. else, uh, in a, in a draft where you've got 
you know, a, a couple of uh, stud quarterbacks and maybe even more than that. I don't. I, I just don't see the Patriots passing up on the opportunity to get a quarterback. Maybe they do. Maybe they get one second round or something like that. I just. I don't think that's the way. We know Mac Jones isn't the guy. And then the Bears at number five. They think ahead of the Commanders at six and some of these other teams. Titans they've got at seven. They've got the Bears taking the uh, the edge rusher out of Alabama. Uh, Dallas Turner as well. So Washington, uh, Joe Alt, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. And then for your Titans, our Titans fans that are listening real quick, they've got you taken. It's a guy I've looked at as well in case Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board. Keon Coleman, the stud wide receiver at Florida State. And Lord knows the Titans can use all the receiving help they can get. So a little bit of an early look at what we might be looking at uh, with the NFL draft coming up. Uh, but know that I am going to control it. My name is Jason Smith. Uh, I put myself in the front office of the Chicago Bears, and we feel real good about Carolina having the number one pick. So uh, going to be our choice, what we want to do here for a second consecutive season. I realize that, Jason, that, that's far from winning Super Bowls. Your Bears boy. are you set up, You for the wrong though. things, but we are set up you for are a set quick up. return yes. with all the cap space we've got that you can now throw at defense if you go get a rookie quarterback on a rookie-scale deal. Uh, you, you can throw all the money, the cap space you've got at weapons uh, defensively, and there's a way to to get up and out of this. And right now with the Lions yeah. controlling the division, but Green Bay and Minnesota not kind of knowing where they're headed, um, there's an opportunity to get back fast. I'm hoping it happens uh, for the Chicago Bears. Hopefully Jeffrey will get his quarterback out of it as well because I do <laughs> think his Giants are going to be down there. We're going to talk to Trista Crick as soon as we pay uh, a couple of bills. We'll do that very shortly. You're listening to J&J 92.9 FM. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. ESPN. She's lovely. You know where you love her. Her name is Trista Crick, host of Bet MGM tonight. And keep check with Trista Crick NBA podcast on the Odyssey Network. We're blessed to have her join us every Tuesday. We do it, Trista, without John. He's in Aruba. I think it was Serbia last time I was uh, doing the show uh, with you solo dolo here, and now he's in Aruba. He's a real world traveler. We ain't worried about John, though, because he's not working. We're worried about those who are. And I would tell you, uh, that Trista here in Memphis, the hits just keep on coming. I don't know if you've seen it, but now forget just Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark got Kennard out, Xavier Tillman's out. That's on top of Marcus Smart being out. Do you feel sorry for us yet? Uh, no. Damn, you're cold. You are cold. I don't. Cold-hearted. I, I feel bad 
for the fans, I guess I feel bad for the fans. My mom has always said what goes around comes around. Oh, no. You know, karma's, karma's a bitch. And y'all were very loud. You know, we are good in the West. So it's, as much as I can hear Brad laughing, as much as I, uh, I care about Memphis Grizzlies fans, I think it's just a little spoonful of humble pie. Just the, uh, you know, a part-time setback for a major comeback. Well, we had hoped that that was over with the, uh, you know, with what the, uh, the Lakers had served you last season. You know, we've called it the great humbling to your point about we got real loud last year, thought we'd arrived, and, you know, Dylan's out talking, you call out LeBron, and, and they, you know, they give it to you on a spoon, and you hate the taste of it, but it has sort of gone into the season now. We'll push back on you. I don't think we deserve it this much. When you're out there trying to throw out Vince Williams and all that, like you don't even have enough bodies to play an NBA game. John Conchar started the last game, Trista, against the Boston Celtics, so I do think – that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit harsh to say we deserve this much. Uh, but that said, it has been extremely difficult for this team. I mean, to just to even throw out bodies. I don't know if you've seen it though. Uh, we're looking for any signs of hope. And did you see Santi Aldama against the Celtics? A game that uh, Memphis actually could have won here at home, and Santi's going off for twenty eight and twelve and six. I I've always liked Santi Aldama. He's the one role player that I used to bet on his rebounds a lot last ah. year. I would bet on his steals as well. He's when Jaron was out, he was really, really important for your team. And I was like, I don't know, I kinda like Santi Aldama. Like I know Jaron's defensive player of the year, but what are we really talking about? So yeah, that's the one bright spot. It's kind of a pandemic year for you guys. Remember when you guys would get you know, teams would get COVID and they'd throw yes. out these G Leaguers. It's bad. And you're like, Who are these guys? That's yeah. what's happening with Memphis on a night to night basis. Um, ideally and I know you, you have you have you have uh described this at one point as, as the worst roster in the NBA. Ideally, you know, when you get Marcus Smart back and you get job back are you closer to are you closer? Oh, we're getting closer every day, but we're getting closer every day, baby. Now I looked up, and that Portland team—what y'all all seven in a row? Y'all ain't doing too much of anything either. Uh, but it is—it's probably—it's probably the right now today. It is the Grizzlies, but when they've got pieces back, and ideally, like I'm saying, uh, you'll have Santi coming off the bench, and maybe that bringing that production there back. I just—I I do wonder, Tristan. We've asked the question now locally because we've had to look in the mirror. You're still—you're staring at three and ten. You know, you—you—you you, you won't have job back for another twelve, and so you really could be talking about you know, five wins or six wins, if it's even that when Ja gets back. And you just wonder, is that too big a hole for what Ja's coming back to to try to go up and get one of those playing spots? What do you think? If that's around 40, do you think Ja can come in here and win 34 games over that final, what would it be, 57? Uh, is that a possibility or would you count us out at that point? I think it might be time for you to uh, don't take a page out of the Portland Trailblazers handbook and just start deciding maybe you want to shut it down. You can't. You want to just you can't. decide to you try to compete. Everybody wants to win games, but you need a high draft pick and the, the low ones that you've had haven't been great. I am not near a computer because I've been out and about. Do you have your own 2024 first round pick? Yeah, yeah, it was Golden State's we sent okay, up to, so for Marcus so Smart. Yeah. yeah, so everything's all good. You know, everything's good. You can t- the great tank is on, uh, and because we know that like a pick in the twenties, which is where you kind of been, ain't gonna do anything. The 
the front office hasn't done a lot with those picks. We've gotten some GGs and some TTs and some, you know, some guys that are great. GGs but, like, you got to take some – got to get some seasoning on them. And I think you need somebody who's a little bit more NBA-ready to come in and contribute on this team starting next year. So that's what I, that's what I think you should do. It's kind of like Steph Curry's year that he, he got that hand injury. They ended up having the number two overall pick. Why not do that? Well, there's no guarantee that you that you get that two pick, right? I mean, so much of it's is, is balls, but here is is lottery balls. But here's the uh, and it did go their way balls. for Ja Morant. That said, Trista, you've got Bain, Jaron, and Ja signed up all together for the next three. After that, Jaron's a free agent, and so my fear is is that you start tanking now, right? For some rookie who probably let's let's be real, probably isn't going to be maybe. I, I've looked at the draft. I don't see anybody that's going to come in there and be ready to play the three at a point where you're ready to uh, go fly through the playoffs or win a championship. You, you've, you, you know, you set a, a a tone if you're tanking this year for Jaron, particularly. He's the first one up in terms of contract. That's like, like you know, as an organization, we're just going to keep kicking the can down the road. And I'm not sure you can do that at this point. It's so important for those those three guys. Number one, to get back on the court which is what the rest of this year is about, and you getting data and what the three of them together finally looks like with, you know, whether it's Marcus Smart or some other move. But if you just do a throwaway, Trista, what does it say to Jaron Jackson about this organization and its, you know, commitment to trying to win right now? If, it's, if, if, I, if you're going to keep kicking the can down the road and keep trying to hit on draft picks, at some point these vets are going to see another opportunity, right? And I'm pointing at Jaron because he's the first one up and say, no, I'm rolling from that, right? They're going to question your front office. No, we had we had an opportunity in a window, and you guys blew it. That's why you can't tank. That'd be my put my, my the way I would uh, push back. Can't we already question? Can't we already question the front office and things that they've well, done and the lack of moves that they've made? Listen, this front office, you know, it, it did get Brandon Clark. It also got uh, Desmond Bain, who's playing at an All Star level at what number thirty. And there's a possibility that even that Zaire Williams draft that you traded and you did end up getting Steven Adams for Jonas, that was better for the team. Zaire has not looked good, but if you also got Santi there, and if it's the Santi we've seen last couple of games, then you got to come all the way up to the LaRavia draft, the one that you can eat, you know, point to and without any pushback say that was a bad draft for them. And yes, last year they made mistakes. And Zach Kleiman admitted it, and I hate I'm in a position where I'm defending them, but it's true in, in this situation where they doubled down on youth that didn't work, and that's why they go out and get a Marcus Smart. Um, but right now, I mean, they've still got more hits, Trista, in terms of draft, Bain being right at the top of that, than they, than they do misses, and especially if Santi can come through. I mean, you can't control Brandon Clark being out as much as, you know, as tough as that is. So they've still got more hits than misses, but no, you're absolutely right that Here's the issue, Trista. You did a great job drafting and getting some foundational pieces and really that third piece to go with Jaron and Ja. But now it's about whether this young front office, that climate is still young, can take the next step, right? That's what he had. You were trying to do it with youth and letting Melton and Kyle Anderson move on, and it didn't work. And now, you know, how can you get Memphis to the next were, spot? Those guys were critical. Those they were, were critical and, and they missed them now. There's no question. And that was a mistake. Well, Melton. Particularly, it was a Melton mistake is, to go so young. Balling. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Melton but, is balling in, in Philly, and, and so is Shlomo. Those were two key pieces to lose. I think, yeah, but maybe you want to say, well, is this a lost season anyway? It's if not- it's a lost season anyway then what's the point? You're going to lose You're gonna lose games. You probably don't even need to try to tank in order to get a top-ten pick. And maybe you try to do a, a sign-in trade with 
you know, Toronto and try to get OG. They're going to... They're going to lose Pascal and OG this year. They will. I, I see what this is, is that you don't forgot how good Ja is on that court. Uh, you've been, you know, and I know you've had to, you've had to do it. It's, uh, you've, you had to go out there and blast him on social media and everything else. And we've had to scold him here and say, man, what are you doing? But you've forgotten how good that man is on that floor. He makes I players better, He's... Trista. He makes those around oh. him better in addition to, you know, the, the production that he gives you. What is it, 26 and if 8 or whatever you are it is? If you are six and nineteen, it's gonna be tough. But can you get thirty-four? And twenty. Yeah. And you and you and okay, so that's twenty-five games in, right? Yep. Yep. And you don't have Marcus for probably until probably he comes back. So you got to integrate him in. Then you what? What's really a reasonable expectation? You're not going to go eighty percent win percentage with Jaw. That's just a ridiculous notion. No, I mean so you're it, probably. Yeah. You're probably going to get, we'll call it 60%, 55%, something like that. I'm not going to go to math school right now in my car. But we're talking, yeah, like we're talking the 30, 35 maximum, 35 wins. That's low. And you're That's hurt, a tough one. You're, you're hurting me with that when I do. I, I think they'll get closer to 40 and be close to the play, and I hope it's not a wasted season. We are fearing that now here. It's something we've had to come to grips with. Uh, just because of how how deep a hole this is, but I don't know, man. Um, but also, you know, I do want to push back on the fact that young guys can't contribute right away. Uh, we've got Jordan Hawkins; he's been so good. A uh, Jordan Hawkins would change your team. The best movement shooter in the draft. He's been lighting it up from deep. They've sort of changed their scheme offensively to benefit his style of play. That would really help you. What did he go? Fourteenth. So if you could get somebody like him, you've got Derek Lively, who's producing as a big man at the ten at the ten or eleven spot. I know it was Dallas' spot that they traded with. So I think they got him ten, eleven, and so he's been contributing. Keontae George has been really good. You can find them if you're a good enough talent evaluator. They're there. Maybe they're not. Maybe one, two, three, four, five aren't good, but you're going to get somebody good at 12 if you're smart. But but can you put that player with a nucleus, right, that's already – got, what, 24-year-olds with these guys. Your stars are still so young. You know, I, I realize we've said things like it fits the timeline, but isn't what they need now through what we've been, whether it's an OG or somebody, don't they need to try that, – that's my point. I think the fix, Trista, and it can't just be for this – this year, it needs to be something that you're looking at for next season and maybe beyond is going out and getting a more veteran uh, player, whether it's at the three. Yeah, I just I do. And putting that with a young nucleus of John, as much as more talent, I feel like I'm with you, it could help. I just think the way for them, if we're talking about climbing, taking it to the next step, um, you're not going to beat the Denvers of the world. It doesn't feel like with a bunch of young guys out there. I would just I would probably go older. I don't know what that move looks like right now. Like we know, like Rob Williams is off the table, and maybe now it's a wing that you need. We'll figure it out. Um, but right now, it's a mess. I do think there's still a path out, but the, it's getting darker and darker. There is no question about it in terms of uh, what the rest of the season could look like. Hopefully, there's a there's a son coming out soon, and maybe that son's name is Santia Fiba Santi Aldama. We're getting the Spain Fiba Santi Aldama uh, right now. In terms of uh, the rest of the league, real quick, Tris, because I know you're driving. I want you to be safe. I don't want to hold you too long. Um, right now. Um, it looks like, and, and we just saw it firsthand, 
uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, who did dispatch, even without Jalen, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers in a recent matchup. It looks like they are right now the standard. I guess you could say the same thing about Denver. Uh, for you, which one's setting it? I think it's still Denver. Uh, Denver, to me, is the is the team. You're talking about in general or just in the East? Yeah, bet, best team in the league overall. You'd hand it over to right now, Denver? Yeah, because they're still winning a lot of games without Jamal Murray. I don't think people are uh, aware or remembering the fact that he went down with an injury early on in the season. So they're da- down a, a guy who I think probably, if he didn't get injured, was going to get an all-NBA spot, probably second-team all-NBA. Well, That's what we saw from him in the playoffs. That's what we know he can be when the lights are the brightest. You know, they've got so much there. They are the standard blueprint for every team to want to build. You're seeing Sacramento try to do the same thing, right? You've got a a European guy, big, who can distribute the ball. He can get you blocks. He can get you rebounds. He can also be that fulcrum part part of the offense. You've got a guy that can get you buckets down the stretch in De'Aaron Fox and Jamal Murray. Uh, You've got a a two-way wing. Michael Porter Jr. is not a two-way wing, but that's what you have in Keegan Murray who can hit threes. So, yeah, this big, rangy six, 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 seven. So, yeah, I think Denver's still the standard. I think Philly is a, a definite dark horse because the way that they've been playing looks different, feels different, gives me a different, more winning, less stinky, this is a loser team culturally vibe. Um, Boston, obviously, they're Boston. But, again, down the stretch, Boston goes to ISO, and I, I can't roll with a team that does that. Mm-hmm. I wonder about their depth. Uh, I do wonder about Boston's depth as well. You know, that starting five, we've seen it, uh, is so is so, uh, is so so dominant. There's no question about it. Tristan, we appreciate you. I want you to drive safely. I appreciate you doing this while you're driving, but you should you should have told us. You should have told us. I, I'd have shortened it up a little well, bit. Well, I, I thought I was going to be back. Yep. I, I thought I was going to be back in time, but you know what? i got to give you guys the love. No, I love you. We really appreciate uh, it. I want you to have a great Thanksgiving. You too. I'm grateful to you all. Happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, and I hope you guys have a, a, a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day to you. She is Trista Crick. You can follow her on, on X at Trista underscore Crick. Make sure you're listening to her on that Heat Check with Trista Crick podcast that's available, NBA podcast, available on the Odyssey Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 